make a TV show on this. Um, and it seems like it's the same premise, except for they go to Mexico, maybe, and then attend because then they are also hiding from the law, also, maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, so it's not really, it's not super true to the book or whatever. I guess I don't know how true the movie with Harrison Ford was to the book, but I think it was close. Oh, Hold you guys. On. The writing, it was, the book is written by Paul Thoreau. And the TV show is starring Justin Thoreau. Is there a correlation? Like you're stepping on my lines, James. I just, I, oh, I sorry. just did some digging. No, it's so funny. We were thinking the same thing. It says in an interview with Kimmel in 2021, Justin Thoreau, Paul Thoreau, the writer's nephew. So oh. they are related. <laughs> yeah. So here's the premise on IMDb. It follows a dangerous journey of a radical idealist and brilliant inventor, Ali Fox, who uproots his family for Mexico when they suddenly find themselves on the run from the U.S. government. You know what? That actually, uh, not to get into any gripes or thoughts about this film, but that I think is more plausible of a throw away your life and go live in the jungle is if you're in hiding. That well, actually, and I'm I wondering plays better than the movie. So I'm guessing like, okay, so similar into the movie, I bet he invents like cold fusion and decides to keep it to himself. And the government's like, fuck you. We funded that project. We're getting it back. And he's like hiding to be like, no, you guys are going to use it for bad things. That makes way more sense. Actually, that's like such a much better motivation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's also high stakes, high drama. This was a little less high stakes, high drama. I got to say, like uh, the we should. Sorry, we should wait before we get too far. Into uh, this. He's, it's it's a hey, the, the lights of blinking. He can ah. he can chop, cut, steal any chunk of this bullshit that we're vibing on right now. So I just got it. All up, it's all for grabs. Like a lot of people don't age well, but uh, the two main adult actors aged very well. I would even argue to say that Helen uh, is more attractive now than she was then. You go, Helen. And like, I don't know, Harrison is aged very well, in my opinion. He I mean, but he always maybe had that old soul curmudgeon look about him anyways. I don't know. But I don't know. It's pretty, pretty good casting. Man, I am a degenerate gambler, and I put money on anything, and I would have bet lots of money that Jamie would have been the first one to bring up the smoke show Helen Miram. But <laughs> God damn it, I lost my bet because I was wrong. <laughs> she looks great. Oh, oh man. Wow. She looks so good. Yeah, but I, I'm kind of with you, James. I, I might prefer the more refined elder Helen Mirren to – I don't get me wrong. She looks dynamite in this. You know who did not age well was River Phoenix. Rest in peace. Well, That's That one was a little is sad. A, is that a dig to say he didn't age well? Is that, <laughs> I, I, is that supposed to be morbid? Swing and a miss. Oh, my God. No, I didn't know if that's where – Swing, swing in, a, in a full-on Josh smash. Like, oh, man. <laughs> that I think it was a sucker punch. I did not see that coming. <laughs> that was not nice. I'm so sorry. Oh man, poor. I I mean, I do think about like people like him and like Brad Renfro and like all those like up and coming, I don't know, actors like that were like, oh, these guys will be the next big thing. And unfortunately, womp womp, overdoses or didn't work out. I think Brad Renfro was an overdose too. I might be wrong on that. Um but yeah, I always wonder like, oh, how would have they turned out? Or even like, would Joaquin be an actor? Who knows? 
I, I mean, I guess he was kind of, uh, was he in this too? Was he one of the like kids too? Am I the only one here? I'm the only one left. Hey, 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 it's Movie Time Machine with James. No big deal. No, yeah. No, I think Jamie and I were both in a burp. And actually, maybe you were in a burp. That entire block of you talking was like... It, uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, that's yeah, all it was, it was Robot James. Shoot, over here is it too. okay now? Okay, it might not have been me, though. It might have been, it might have been James. So why don't you run that back? I do Rewind. <laughs> Dreamweaver. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I think my rant was just about uh, River Phoenix dying early, Brad Renfro dying early. Like, there's a lot of like actors, not a lot, but just if those two come to mind of early '90s up and coming actors who passed too soon. And I was just sometimes I like, curious. I'm curious of uh, what roles they would have taken on if next would have taken from other people like would leonardo dicaprio have his career the way he does if river phoenix was still around would joaquin be even an actor it's a i'm always just kind of curious about that kind of thing like the what ifs that's a yeah that's a big butterfly effect right because i mean how many other do we have good examples of child actors you know faring well later in life i mean Lindsay Lohan has her comeback starting today with her Christmas movie on Netflix, uh, which, according to all the critics, are amazing. I really don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I think the healthiest example might be Jodie Foster. Um, Drew Barrymore rallied. She's doing great now. It was, I guess it was dicey for a while. Yeah, like Dakota Fanning, I feel like uh, I feel like she cooled down for a while, but I, I'm assuming on her own accord. Uh, and then I think it started doing movies again recently. I think I feel like her newest one is on HBO. It's like she's she writes a Star Trek fan film and is trying to get it published. Like it's the premise of the movie. Um, Nerd. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a 50 50 shot. Yeah, like of like if they're doing if I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have great examples, I guess, of who did it well. Like there's obviously because the ones that are memorable are the ones who didn't. Uh, unfortunately, like you were like excited about it, and then all of a sudden, the, it just became too much for him. I feel like Disney we just, just have that bad rap. Yeah, do we just forget if they make it to adulthood without incident that they were child childhood stars? Well, like, I do mean, you consider Leo a childhood star because he was on uh, what was yeah, that? What's eating Gilbert Not Grape? Family and... Manners. No, well, yeah, he did that. Oh, but yeah. he was on that uh, sitcom, Growing Pains. Growing yeah. Pains. He was boner Growing or whatever, Pains. right? No, what's it? Growing Pains. No, he was on that one family show. He's like a guest star. Maybe that was after all those, though. Maybe. Oh, it was Growing all, Pains. I think it was Growing Pains. Was growing Pains, that's that yeah. sitcom. He, like, was a homeless kid or whatever, lived at school. No, Alan Thicke was, like, he was, like, the neighbor, wasn't he? No, they, he was, he he was like, homeless, and they found out he was, like, hiding and sleeping at the school, and so then they let him come live with them for a while. So it was, like, a, I don't know, handful of episodes that he was on the show because he, like, lived at their house for a while, and I... I think the story arc ended with them helping him like reconcile with either his mother or father or someone that could like help him. And then he was able to like leave, you know, with them and, and start his life over or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, he was like a regular for a couple weeks, you know, a while, at least a good, uh, I'd say five, 10 episodes. Growing pains. Luke Brower. Yeah. 20, 23 episodes. 
23. Oh, he was on there for a while then. I was I'm misremembering. That's crazy. There's another show yeah, he was on though, Casey. There was was it Parenthood? Parenthood? Was that before or after? Before. Oh, okay. I didn't even catch that. I I I think that was the first I was introduced to him was in Growing Pains because that was one of our regular sitcoms we watched when we were younger. Same. It was at that and Family Matters, I think, were either on back to back. Was am I am I remembering that correctly? It was Growing Pains, then Urkel. No, it was I always family, wanted the, it, like so. It was Full House, then Family Matters on TGIF. Full House. Okay, that's what I'm I'm messing up. Full House, then Family Matters. And then on SNCC, it was Are You Afraid of the Dark, followed by uh, Alex Mack. And no, I, <laughs> Alex Wait. Mack, I watched. It was only okay, but I was definitely a Are You Afraid of the Dark fan. I was only half kidding, but I figured if we were going from what was awesome on Fridays, then it was what was awesome on Saturdays. And then on Sundays, we all got to watch our parents watch like Dallas or something. I don't know. I never watched Dallas. The no, only sh- my parents were big ER fans, which I half watched. And I really didn't watch. But when they watched Friends, I would watch Friends with them. Oh, I watched Friends with kid. them, yeah, for sure. Okay, so like, sorry, by doing this like Leo deep dive, um, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Okay, so I knew Parenthood was a, like a Ron Howard movie, and then it was revamped. Like I don't know, like what ten years ago, it had like Dax Shepard on it and stuff, like. Um, Wait, is that the same premise? Well, so that's what I, so hold on. So that's what I'm looking at with this other TV show that Leo was in it when he was a kid. So there was, I didn't realize there was another TV show of Parenthood. So there was, and which is based on the movie, the Ron Howard movie. So there was the Parenthood movie. Then there was a Parenthood TV show in, uh, what year is this? I don't think they're related. They are. They are. Yeah. And then. Um, and then the Parenthood TV show that was on like 10 years ago, I know is like a loosely based off of the movie as well. Cause Ron Howard's a producer on it. I remember I, he was on armchair expert and they were talking about it. Oh, but I didn't realize that. I, sorry. I didn't realize this is the second time it was a TV show though. I, I didn't either. Movie. So I didn't even watch it, but, uh, my wife did. She watched the whole thing when it was on or, you know, while it was on during, you know, maybe after whatever. Uh, but no, she watched the whole thing. I didn't know that it was a, a previously created show. What do you know? Ron Howard. Are we just going down rabbit holes now? <laughs> like, <laughs> are we supposed to? I don't know what we're talking about right now until Chad. I mean, we can loop it on back. The movie Ron stuff. Howard yeah, we'll- directed Solo, which was the original. And, <laughs> and old. Harrison Ford equals Mosquito Coast. Oh, uh, it did uh, Hillbilly Elegy. That dude totally lost his election, right? Oh, no, did he win? No, he definitely he won. won? That, oh, he's the one who won. There were two uh, There were two dudes that uh, Peter Thiel was like paying for. It was this dude and another dude, and uh, one of them won. Man, th- he just looks weird. He looks like AI, <laughs> like if AI tried to draw a, a Midwesterner with a beard. I'm happy you brought this up, like, Casey. Oh, if you look into his eyes, it, it, he might be a, a robot. Like, I don't know if there's a soul there. Casey, I was thinking, Anyways. I was thinking uh, it was like a shower thought, like where I was you like, think about me in the shower. Well, obviously, I mean, that's fair. Doesn't it go back the, b- both ways? Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, but the shower thought was, I think I was listening to a song and like, I don't think I actually knew the song, but it, you know, the beat was 
you know, similar enough where it's like I could guess what the next note would be, mm-hmm. which made me think, hey, there's got to be an AI written song out there that has lyrics about sex, love and rock and roll. And like, I don't know, like, and so I figured you would know, like, is there an AI written song out there? Like if we told AI write a best, uh, write a like top 100 hit. Oh Has boy, I- let me tell you. It's actually something that recently was a thing uh, in the in the news or whatever. There was uh, this group of people who made an AI rapper, right? So it was all all the lyrics were generated through machine learning. They made a you know three uh, D representation like a, a you know an avatar, and that was the rapper. So they could make videos with the rapper. Um, the problem was that they hadn't really figured out the AI to do the actual voice synthesis, right? So they actually had one of the people on the project do the rapping. Well, here's where it gets tricky is because some of the lyrics created through AI, through machine learning, well, you know, those lyrics contained the N-word because this was trained on actual rap music. Right. And unfortunately for uh, this this group, the, the person responsible for doing the rapping was not an, an, a person oh, no, uh, no, no, other no, than, no. you know, a pasty white man. Uh, so <laughs> there was a lot of controversy around that, and I believe that uh, that project has been shut down. It was like eight white dudes and one black guy was on the project. And uh, it was very much appropriation kind of behind the facade of AI. It was kind of kind of weird, kind of gross. Okay, but like, you know how we can make like the radio edit <laughs> versions of everything? I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, like, why, well, did they, the, why did they not just good. go that route? Like going, ooh, these are the lyrics. This is the original. We are going to do it this way. So you guys get the idea of what happened. (laughs) Sure. But like, here's the, here's the crazy part of all of it though. So FN Mecca is the name of this artist. They were signed by Capitol records. Like they got a goddamn record deal as an AI artist. And then it was very shortly after people were like, uh, excuse me. And they were quickly dropped. Like they're no longer signed by Capitol records because of the, you know, the problematic nature of what that is. No, like, oh, Capitol Records, you should have, I know it, it's problematic, but I feel like you should have stuck with it. I mean, if Millie Vanilli can just do their thing for, and make, you know, top 100 or top solo hits, why can't the AI do it with? How many hits did they make after they were found out? Well, I mean, I understand that. I think that. that was it. I think that was the end. I'm just saying that, like, they could have their two one-hit wonders. I mean, okay, then let's let's try this a different way, then. Let's do the same idea. I don't want to do rap songs, though. Let's throw in Christmas songs, and let's make them a Christmas hit, and then they can just about a boy it and live off the royalties uh, for a while. You know what? I, I actually think that you are onto something because I am a fan of Christmas music, but am sick of Christmas music. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there is no, there's very rarely new, new. good Christmas music. It's usually shit. And so you kind of go back to the classics, but then you get bored of the classics because then you think too much about the classics. And like maybe it's cold outside. And how downloading it is. under the mistletoe by Justin Bieber, and you're yeah, like, what exactly. Am I doing with my life? Exactly, exactly. So what if we trained AI to do it? You know, it's actually uh, it's bigger than this debate at all, right? Because I don't know. Around the same time, if you heard about, there was a piece of artwork at some art fair in Colorado that was completely generated through AI and it won a prize. And that started a big 
you know, philosophical debate on is AI generated artwork like, you know, because technically to train the AI, you're training that AI on existing artwork. So is it plagiarism? And at what point does it stop becoming plagiarism? Because it's literally copying things it learns from other art to create art. So it is quite literally technology assisted, you know, plagiarism. That's what it is. But it's but it's bigger than that because like the the AI artist who won this prize, he argued, you know, I spent hours, you know, trying different renditions and feeding the algorithm different inputs to get different outputs. And so it is like creation because isn't actual artwork like when I if I'm going to write a song, you know, I swear any melody I'm going to come up with is an amalgamation of another melody I've heard, right? Where is originality anymore? Because everything is kind of a a riff on or a rip off, like because things, you know, we've been creating so much art for so long. So super interesting uh, philosophical debate. I don't know what side I lied on uh, because I'm a technology dude and I think AI is cool, but you know, how much of it's plagiarism? Weird. I think DJs are frauds. Learn to play an instrument. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. Shots fired. No, I just can't get over like, what if we gave Kanye that machine learning rap robot? I mean, he's got to be thinking about it, right? No, all I can think about is that South Park episode where Cartman's like <laughs> the robot. And he's like making up movies for Hollywood. And he's like, oh, and it happened. Be friends with the puppy. <laughs> we call it puppy love. This is genius, robot. What other movies? Uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, <laughs> they're just all Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking about that the other day because um, I was watching Huey Halloween um, around Halloween. And that literally happened. Netflix just gave him what was it like an eight movie contract and oh they must have and he just and that's the thing is like i feel like not enough people talk about this and uh, like or does he even talk about it like but i mean it's working for him <laughs> like he made a crap ton of money but it's true the ones that went straight to netflix i mean i i think i semi enjoyed that mystery one with uh aniston um, but it, like the ones that came out on Netflix are nowhere near like his best work or anything like that. Well, that, uncut, that new one was Gems, good. Yeah. Uncut Gems was good. Casey, did Which you I, ever see that? Uh, I don't think Hustle? it was Netflix specific. Hustle, I think. Was no, I, I haven't. It's still on my list. I got to see that. It's yeah, good. I, to, I haven't seen it yet either. Oh, James, you'd like it too. Yeah, it's really good. I should probably watch it because then uh, I can see my boy and actually winning because the two worlds aren't <laughs> looking so good right now. Wolves forgot how to count. How many guys go on a basketball court? Are you kidding me? That is the that's the most egregious thing. That's going to live in infamy for a long time. That's really embarrassing, and that makes me sad. I know that one was bad. That one was bad. Almost like uh, you know screwing up, you know, uh, uh, NFC North championship game by having too many men on the field in the huddle. Oh, too soon. Weird. Weird. Weird too how soon. We did that too. Almost like uh, calling a, a pass play on the one yard line when you have a guy named Marshawn Lynch who could run stuff the ball in. It's kind of weird kinda choice. Like that. <laughs> weird yeah. choice. Exactly. Anyways, enough sports ball. Uh, should we just should we just start? I, I mean, Chad can probably bust in here. We could probably do the intro, guest intro. Who wants to guest intro? <laughs> Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review and pop culture podcast reviewing movies from the past and what's streaming in the present. This week, we review The Mosquito Coast. I don't see the uh, 
I need to. I don't see the description of what Mosquito Coast is about on here. Oh, you're right. We don't have it. Let's That's okay. It. I think he pulls I mean, it from IMDb. I think we just like we just say, "Hey, Jamie, what's uh, Mosquito Coast about?" According to IMDb, an inventor oh. <laughs> spurns his city life and moves his families into his family, excuse me, into the jungles of Central America to make a utopia. Thank you, Jamie. Can we talk about how like? One thing that was a little confusing to me was like he they got into town, they're all excited, and then all of a sudden he's just like having this like a little sidebar deal at a like a pub, and then all of a sudden he comes back and is like, I got the deed to this town. Like, wait, what? <laughs> what just happened? And I kept on thinking, I'm like, what's gonna happen when he gets there? Like, they're gonna be like, Oh, thank god, we got a new mayor. Like, I just was so confused by how they would even be on board with this, like the people that live there, like would just be like, yeah, I believe you white man with the papers. Like, I just understand how this would really work. I think that there's a lot of colonialism uh, undertones there. Right. I, I don't think the people in that town had any concept or, and this is, I think true of, of any, you know, any place like this where, you know, uh, uh, colonizers, you know, come in and start to try to, put their culture on things but like this is just a a group of people who lived together and and you know hunted together and it just became you know the you know white people come in and say this is a town now you need a mayor someone needs to own you and so it was some germ it was a drunk german dude is what he said uh at least i believe that's what it was in the book and i'm pretty sure that was in the movie so it was you know clearly some non you know non someone not from there some foreigner who had come in and you know found and claimed ownership of this town while well, he got drunk and you know, sold him ownership of his little shanty town. Uh, so honestly, I don't think the people knew or cared because clearly the, the owner didn't live there. He lived down the river. Gotcha. So yeah. He, he got the deed for the town, which, you know, who knows who, what the governing body was that was respecting any sort of deed. Right. But uh, apparently he, that was enough to get the people, going and i think part of it was too you know, he showed up and was like hey everyone uh let's build the let's build let's let's get better let's improve and so i think because he came in and was uh you know ready to start and help and and roll his sleeves up i think they they got behind that and helped you know yeah he was working town. just as hard as everybody else so they kind of went with it but you know what before we get into that i'm your time machine host chad and let me introduce you to my co-host <laughs> first He's our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge and NES cart collector. It's James. <laughs> Hi, Chad. Uh, I don't think there's a Mosquito Coast uh, NES cartridge out there, but you never know. I bet there's probably a PC game equivalent to this one. <laughs> I bet there is. All right. He's our internet super sleuth, viral video watching, YouTube channel surfing. It's Casey. So I saw online a new album uh, from this artist that I like. They released it on cassette. Thought that'd be up your alley. They wait. What? what the Mars they... Volta, their newest album. They released on CD, vinyl, and a cassette. You can get a cassette of an album that they released in uh, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty-two. Wow! Everything is coming back. Kind Pressed of. on cassette. I went to uh, Urban Outfitters, and there were other artist albums there that you can buy on cassette. I was just goofing around looking at what they had and they had cassettes for sale. I'd be really interested to see what the uh, sales on some things like that are. Uh, I don't know. Or like you're just collectively. Cause clearly it's not just that artist. It's just something that's happening again. Uh, yes, but I'm curious. 
Like, how many people are buying it just to, like, like it's art, like, to display it? Or is it actually something that's getting uh, put in, like, a throwback player or even a current one that was, has, like, a dual system that is more currently being made? Just like record players are it, pretty you know, standard these it, days. It's a hard argument to make, though, because it's it's like well known and established that cassette is an inferior you know method to deliver audio. And the reasons that uh, vinyl has stuck around is because it's actually really, really, really close to lossless um, compared to other compression types um, getting things pressed onto vinyl. Now, I can't really attest the quality of vinyl pressings nowadays versus what we could do digitally, but they at least uh, have really good sound quality. They have a little good uh, they have a really good. Uh, you can kind of feel and hear the needle, right? Because if there's any dust on it, you kind of hear those pops and crackles and it makes the listening experience a, a little more enjoyable. Where I don't think the artifacts in a cassette tape are as enjoyable. They're more like uh, noise. I don't know. We'll see. We'll cassette. see if it catches on. Cassette is my favorite format. Really? So Ed, really? do you know about the cassettes coming back? Have you seen any new cassettes? No, I do remember about four years ago... Um, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine and he was like, he had just been to like a, like a punk show at uh seven street entry. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, look what they put their demo on. They put their demo on a cassette tape. Sick. Like, what? That's awesome. Well, you know, you know, the Mars Volta, right? They're a pretty big prog rock band. They have a new album. They just came out with, I think this year and they released it on cassette as well. Next one of our hosts, uh, he prefers the, uh, audio tape to licorice pizza but looking things because he uh, one time had PTSD from an ex-girlfriend scratching it with uh, steel wool so uh, here's Chad here's Chad alright what the fuck Where's... did you just say I, don't, yeah, I lost <laughs> what it what you were talking about <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, someone, I someone the... cleads Chad's records with the steel wool and not the fancy brush yeah oh <laughs> Cause, uh, cause she was mad that at him, and she's really like, happened, no. "Ricka, oh, okay. Ricka." That's a sad story. Yeah, I still have my stacks of vinyl from my DJ days, and I got some old punk rock seven inchers in there, and I have. Let's I still the, have my MTM uh, rave. Yeah. I'll bring the glow sticks. I'm in. You know, Got actually, that, yeah. it'd be pretty. You should bust that stuff out, and we should have like a kid rave and just let the kids dance. You know, kids love dancing. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll dance. dance you could spin some sweet music for the kids; they'd love oh, it. Oh yeah. Chad, your voice sounds like super sexy and deep today. Really? Oh, I, yeah. I've been sick since. I've been sick for like like October five weeks. <laughs> the Rona? No, I don't. <coughs> excuse me, I don't. I don't know. My kids had like. Uh, like hand, foot, and mouth. Oh, I bet they had the uh, RSV. That's going around too. RSV. I don't know everything. So I've had the. Uh, I have. I've hardly ever had like a sore throat. Like the only time I've had a sore throat that's lasted a long time is when I had strep when I was like eight, <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. painful. And now I have this thing like my throat will like hurt really bad, and then it'll be fine for a couple of days. And then it will come back for a couple days. So I probably have some sort of affection that I should probably go to like urgent care for. But yeah. I mean, they'll give you antibiotics. Been, I mean, technically, yeah. your body could fight it off without them. But if it's maybe. been this long, I'm it hasn't, old. Then, yeah, maybe. I'm old. maybe. Yeah, I don't want to get pneumonia or anything. 
Yeah, that'd be the worst. Uh, <laughs> pump up the emergency. Just give yeah, that'd be the other thing. The emergency. Yeah, just like hella, hella vitamins. You know, pump right. your body full. Give I it take a my vitamins. shot at it. I take my vitamins every night before bed. How do I? Yeah. What else do you do right before bed? Mm. <laughs> give me the whole routine. Speak slowly. Nothing now that I'm I'm old. Ah. Old and. <laughs> All right, where are we at? Where do we need to go to catch up? Catch me up. Where are we at? Seriously, we've just been bantering. Yeah. We we left the movie uh, to chat about until you got here, so we can go right into the film. All right, sweet. Did we talk oh, about we Andor didn't do, at we all? We didn't talk about what, we, uh, what we've been watching. We, we literally have not talked about that, new, so. new, new news, 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 news. News. Well, tell us about I, it. You've been I, watching Andor, Chad. What do you yeah. think about it? Oh, it's only like the best Star Wars thing. Ever oh, in the last five years, probably. I concur. One hundred percent. Every episode now, I'm just like I, I, I leave it thinking. I slowly but surely like this more than Mandalorian every single time. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried oh. that when Mando comes back now in January, I don't. I'm afraid I'm. It's going to seem a little like campy or something. Yeah, like I don't like. It's definitely a way different feel. Uh, but like, I'm just. I'm just loving this show so much yeah. where I said earlier, Chad, in the text, like where on this episode, like it's building up to this scene of like, I don't know, escape, if you will. And I just thought, what if like a Sith Lord is just on top or like some sort of Darth, whatever is just on top of this, like and a lightsaber comes out. And I'm just like, would I be super like stoked about this idea or would I be like, no, that's what the beauty of this of Andor is about right now is there is no Jedi magic. This is just straight people versus government situation. Yeah. Straight up rebellion. Yeah. And which is uh, like, I think what is really making this great. So I don't know. It's awesome. Yeah. Can everyone else hear James was cutting out really bad. Oh, again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were, I, I heard robots there again. Oh, no. I wasn't Let's sure if it was going. just me, though. Yeah, it was in and out. Oh, man. Cool. Okay. But Andor is good, so Jamie will never watch it. Casey doesn't like Star Wars, but that's okay. No, hey, that's not true. Yeah. I do like Star yeah. Wars. Uh, I'm just really bad <laughs> at watching things. I still haven't finished She-Hulk yet, so that lets you know. Oh, come on. Dude, the She-Hulk ending is the best. I like it. I like it. How See, many episodes do you have left on She-Hulk? I think we're on five. So like, Dude, I don't know what, you three more, two more. Yeah. They're only like 20, 25 minutes. I each. know. I know. I know. God. Timberwolves good... are on too, though. My man, Timberwolves have been on. Oh, you got it. We got to do a Midwest mountain sports report on the, we do reflecting I'm, on the, I have on a the lot trade. of anger, a lot yeah. of anger. Yeah. We could talk about trades and maybe how they break up team chemistry, but that's what I've been watching. I've also been watching the Vikings be like the one of the best teams in NFL this year. But Kirko Chains, baby, Kirko Chains. Chains. Woo! <laughs> and hold on, can we what, before we leave sports ball? Can we just talk about how how awesome it's going to be that we get to play uh, Super Bowl favorite the Bills, possibly without their amazing quarterback, which means we might have a chance. Oh, that bums me out. I oh wanna, no, I'll like, take the win. I don't care. No, I want to. I want to like. Take the challenges, see if you can beat them now. You know, but hey, well, it's gonna be Case Keenum Stefan Diggs revenge game. Oh yeah. Keenum was the case that they gave me. Wait, that's their backup? They have Case Keenum? 
Yeah. Yup. Oh. Minneapolis Miracle Duo. Uh, he's going to throw some balls on the dirt for sure. And, well, he's also going to throw some right to Diggs, and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, he's going to throw it too high. It's going to go off his fingertips, and it's going to be intercepted by Harry the Hitman. Yep. <laughs> but we'll see. Vikings have some injuries, too, on defense. So I think uh, Dantzler's out in. Yeah, he got, like, bent in half. That was gross. Yeah. Did you see him get, like, broken? That was gross. Yeah. Like a popsicle stick. Ugh. But all right. Uh, what's everyone else watching? I finally watched, hadn't seen it yet, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, that's that was, one of the ones uh, I haven't oh, yeah. seen. Oh, man. What was that? I was, I thought it was great. I mean, Paul Rudd is a national treasure. Uh, yeah, I love he Paul Rudd. He could be in anything, and it would it would just slay me. Um, there's like specifically Should a Paul a Rudd be in a new end. National Treasure movie. Ooh, the new, the new Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, no, didn't I, interrupt. No, you're good. There, there's a, there's just a bit at the end. I, I guess I, I don't know who has and hasn't seen it, but he's like possessed by by someone else, and he's so he's pretending to be someone else. It's phenomenal it's yeah he's just he's so good uh so i watched that super good and then uh you know i gotta say that i'm kind of a uh an idiot and follow election crap so like the last couple of weeks have been monitoring things that were going on just to keep tabs oh and i do have to shout out channel five the new channel five videos are really good uh maybe skip the one with the masturbating dude, the the dick dude. That oh, that was too much. Real uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, that much. was that was a I lot. Couldn't, yeah, no, I couldn't do that, that one. one. Yep, skip that one. But the bodybuilder one is hilarious, and actually, I think it's one of the first times that I that the people he's interviewing are kind of in on it and meme along with it, which I would think that that would bother me, but it was just it was great. They were having a great time. They were good sports, and it was a really fun. I actually haven't finished it. The first half of it has been really funny so far. So oh, I, I missed that one. That one's pretty Check new. That out. It's like yeah. a week or week or week and a half old. Yeah, really good. Oh, right on. And what about Jamie's been watching the Great British Baking Show? False. That's a good show, though. Okay. No, right. I, Christmas I, edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched that one too, actually. Uh, no, I've been watching the new season of The White Lotus, and I, I swore I wasn't going to do this because I thought the first season was so good. I didn't see how they could bring back, you know, Characters? really just Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her on the poster, and I was confused by that. Well, she, she goes to a new resort because I guess The White Lotus is like a luxury chain, so this one is in Italy. And I thought, you know, I was pretty skeptical, but I had nothing I was watching, and I'm already – I'm sucked in. I love this show. It's it's going to be a <laughs> the first one was so good. Season. And OK, so the fact that it's a chain different country, this makes sense now. I, I like the premise. I thought they were just going to wait. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait. You said you have nothing you're watching. Does that mean you finished Mando? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> busted. I don't know. Well, all right. Jamie's never finishing Mando. That's why James and I have just been like, F it. We're just going to spoil I know I we watch in the Star Wars universe and Jamie is probably not even going to believe us. I have no idea what's real <laughs> and what's not. I have one episode left on Obi-Wan. And I'm like, did they really do Darth Jar Jar? But don't tell me because I got to watch it and find out. <laughs> so I was going to say, man, Jamie's going to finish Obi-Wan before he finishes any Mando. That's really 
disheartening. <laughs> well, I only have Obi-Wan one episode is left. Like, I, can, I can go back. Obi-Wan is kind of like, you know, when you go to sit down and take a crap and you lift the seat and you notice that there's like a, a little bit of like a poop smear on the back of the toilet. And you're like, how did that get there? I didn't do that. I don't ever do that. Right. You just leave. There's a little bit of poop on the back of the toilet seat. That's all Obi Wan is. Is yeah, the, is a poop <laughs> yeah. smear on the back of. Is that's how bad smear. it is. It's nothing it's but a bad. poop smear. It sucks. Man. It's really bad. I mean, I thought it was fine. I don't know. I thought it was like Blaze potato chips. You know, they're not my favorite, but and I shouldn't oh, be eating them. But dude, once you watch Andor, you know. it's it's all fucking garbage. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know, but ba- baked Lay's though, for real, are actually baked probably lays? my favorite chip. That's no probably my way. favorite chip. Baked really? Lay's, yeah. Just plain old baked Lay's. Oh, I Once love them. Once in a while, we get uh, sandwiches from Firehouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I always order like uh, the barbecue chips, thinking oh, it's yeah. like the KC Masterpiece, like barbecue chips. And I'm always so disappointed when like I get the delivery and it's like the fucking baked ones. I'm like, no. Oh, really? Oh, oh man. Oh, my I, prefer- God, I like them awful. more. They're so good. I love oh, the baked lace. It's like, it's like, I a, can't a speak for any of the cardboard. other baked ones though. I can't speak for the other one. I don't know what the barbecue ones taste like. I've only had the plane. Mm. All right. Are you back, James? All right. Should we, should we just get into the movie talk? I feel like, this yeah. Is who, who has seen this already? I have watched this like um, probably almost 20 years ago. And so what did you remember it. of it before you watched it? Um, that was really creepy. Okay. <laughs> and I remember there was like cool. a little like kind of a tiny twist at the end and I couldn't really remember it. And I just remember being kind of terrified of it. Because Casey, I wonder if you had the same thought. One, my favorite part about watching this is why? Why did Chad send us here? Why did our editor put us on this assignment? And then <laughs> when he's in the hardware store and just going off on Japan, I was like, "Oh, this is why Chad sent us on this assignment." Okay, yeah, I see why. Yeah. I've I've kind of had a theme with like the last few movies that I've been picking for us. So I thought they've all been kind of relevant to. Uh, our current a current day extremely <laughs> but yeah i know what you guys think um this is one of those movies where again you ever like watch something like kind of you know in a bubble and james is offline again <laughs> maybe what do you mean by in a bubble in. where like you just maybe well the, i had somebody i worked with recommend this to me and so it's like uh-huh. i watched it but i've never known anyone I've never known anyone else that's seen this movie. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, that was kind of the same thing. So it's like you watch it and you like you really like it, but you know you ever like something but you don't really get to share it with anybody. Then you're kind of like second guessing yourself. Is like, did I really was that good? But did I actually enjoy that? Is like, can I share that with somebody and they would think that it's good too and like entertaining to watch? So it's sometimes it's like you gotta you you like open up the. Uh, pandora's box to share with everybody then you're like i don't know is this is this going to be enjoyed by others so yeah but well, i like it again like coming like coming back to it after even 20 years but yeah there's a there i guess i was going to say there's a subset of movies that you can watch and 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 say yes this is good um but i don't know that i need to watch it again 
And I am not sure where I land with this one. Um, to I'm having a hard time differentiating my feelings about the movie or my feelings about just uh, Harrison Ford's character. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, th- I thought he was an irredeemable ass. Like I honestly found uh, again, I thought the movie was fine, um, but it was actually a little hard to watch just because everything he said and did, I kind of just thought, man, you were just kind of an ass. Like there were very few things that he did that I like, even from the jump, like he's in the hardware store. I go, Oh, so this is what a, a Trump supporter would have sounded like, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but it, all I all I could think of the whole movie was we're watching like Make America Great Again, Willy Wonka. Like that's all it kind of came <laughs> into my brain was like, oh yeah, he knows how to invent shit. I guess he can build a motor together, but uh, he's really intolerant and kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um. And uh, I don't know. I, I I thought the movie was enjoyable to a point. Um. I I kind of lost a few things. Uh. I thought there was some really um unbelievable portions i thought the ice factory was was kind of ludicrous especially considering like the amount of because i think they talked about it was a chemical reaction of what uh, uh burning she was it like formaldehyde or something like that i think is what it was it was some chemical um but even that being said like to get that much of whatever acid or chemical that they needed out in the middle of nowhere like seemed super uh just not feasible um, and not only that, but just like the structures that they had built uh, seemed really un- infeasible. Like I, some of the meshing of things uh, looked straight up like something I could buy at Target. So I was like, hold on. You brought like a plastic bamboo weave mat. Like, come on, you did not hand weave that shit in the desert. That's factory made. So like I got I lost a lot of uh, suspension of disbelief in some of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Um and then the then they go and build a, a boathouse on the river and then float around in this perfectly shaped boathouse. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. You know, it, it kind of lost me on some of it. And uh, and Harrison Ford's character was just such a fucking asshole. Like, he was awful. His kids were talking about murdering him. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I... I it's hard for me to say whether or not I enjoyed watching it. I don't regret watching it. Like it was interesting. I clearly didn't, you know, turn it off or stop watching. Like it was interesting. I'm glad I'd seen it. Uh, I think it was very well acted. Like if Harrison, if it was, if I was meant to hate that dude, I hated him. Um, but I thought the kids played their roles really well. I thought Helen Mirren was uh, was was great in her role. I thought it was very well acted. It was you know well shot. Um, who was uh, who was their friend? Uh, the dude that like lived down coast gave him the gas before the storm came. Mr. Mr. Something, Hattie. Mr. Yeah, Hattie. Hattie. Uh, I thought he was a fantastic character. He was really well yeah. acted. Um, but outside of that, man, like, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to watch something where the dude's just a dick. It was like watching Fox news. Yeah. I, I get it. I mean, that's doesn't really, I guess for me, like the story was, even though like the, the ice machine seems like, yeah, this seems like really impossible, but it's just like the idea. I like the idea of just the kind of arrogance of somebody thinking they're so smart that they they're just smarter than everybody else. Right. And they kind of had their thumb on the pulse of everything. It just makes me think of just like uh, extremism in general, whether it's extremist on the right or on the left, um, like this idea of 
you're going to leave the country and then go somewhere else. Like you're going to help them. It's like kind of like this whole kind of colonialism kind of idea to like theme for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And like, you're going to go there and you're, you're calling these people like they're um, like they're um, God, what was he saying? Like he says savages, but it sav- takes him like an hour to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says yeah. some like just some of the other languages that language that he uses too. So, um, but kind of like he believes that he's doing something better for everyone and just can't admit while he's doing it. He's just like destroying He's just ruining everybody's fucking life around him, you know? I don't know. I just, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, I feel you. It's It's like like a a, cautionary tale of bullshit. Like, this is what happens if you're an arrogant dick. You know that movie Falling Down? This is like Falling Down, the Swiss Family Robinson edition. Yeah. (laughs) But on Jamie, what do you think about this one? So I I think I'm kind of a, a blend of what you guys think. Like, Ali's pretty irredeemable, but this movie, I, I, I really loved it. I really dug the writing and the story. There was some stuff that didn't land just cause I didn't think they have, a, they didn't have enough time to flesh it out. Um, you know, like motivations for going there in the first place. But I, what I really liked was, um, I think if river Phoenix or a kid who isn't as good as him as the kid, this movie doesn't work. Cause the whole time I'm like, I, they're the reason I gave a shit, you know, I'm like, Oh man, he's pretty awful. But you know, they're pretty impressionable kids and it's still their dad. So I could understand the conflict there and you want them to be okay. Cause it keeps building this tension. You're like, this isn't good. Something's going to happen. You don't know what, but you mm-hmm. want the kids to be okay. At least I did. And, um, yeah, I agree with you. Like Ali, he's pretty irredeemable, pretty awful, but then he does, you know, the movie does make you ask these questions. Like how much can you put up with if he is providing ice, if he is providing him a resource, you know, like, so it kind of, brings these value questions to the surface that I was really wrestling with the whole movie. And then I love it when, cause I mean, he is really smart. He does put this whole village together, so you can't take that away from him, but he's also just as terrible. And, um, I love that he forgets about, so he does all this stuff. He's this brilliant guy, builds this freaking refrigerator in the jungle. And it's like, Oh, but you forgot about the revolutionary freedom fighters in central America. You idiot. You know, like you brought everything, you brought all the chemicals, but you didn't bring a machine gun. You know, you didn't hire And that's where like his arrogance gets the better of him because he doesn't know everything. And yeah. anyone who paid attention and like sophomore year social studies could have told you, oh, you probably should bring an armed guard or a machine gun to the jungles of Central America, dude. Right. And he's yeah. all focused on the, uh, the, um, what kind of like the 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 things that are destroying in quotes like his life as like a united states citizen so it's all about like it's all like anti-japanese anti-foreign like manufactured items and all that shit so like his view of like the world is so narrow he's like you know like fuck all these guys but then he doesn't really know shit about the place where he's going exactly and doesn't know about like the the political landscape and the culture of where he's going he's kind of coming in as like this he thinks he's like the savior he's going to bring something like magical to to these people that are going to make their lives easier and then he just comes in and like (laughs) you know just fucks things up for everybody so this is just a giant cautionary tale of the white saviorhood 
Yeah, I mean, if you want to call it that, but <laughs> I'm trying to put a buzzword on it. <laughs> I, you know, I got to say, too, I think the other thing I wasn't, and maybe this is what threw me off a little bit, too, the whole concept of, you know, those dudes that showed up at uh, at Geronimo, the, you know, the the dudes that were at the, like, first of all, how stupid is he to, like, tell these guys where they are and how to find them, right? Just, like, so naive. Yeah. Uh, the because he thought they were trapped or whatever, and then they show up, and it's like they they destroyed their entire like village. Why didn't they just leave? The dudes wouldn't have known how to run the refrigerator, or would they just have squatted there forever with no resources? They clearly didn't have like have the wherewithal to live on their own. They were leeches, so like you just leave. Like they should have just left, go build somewhere. Like I, that threw me up for a loop that they would uh, they were chopping up shit breaking houses and stuff. It's like, man, that's a lot of work just to ants. Yeah. That's so (laughs) weird. That's so weird. Like to put all that physical labor in to destroy all that to, in hopes that they'd just leave, you'd have to destroy the whole thing. And at that point, what's the point? If you're going to destroy the whole thing, then what's left? Why are you trying to get them to leave anyways? Like just leave yourself at that point. I don't know. I think that was a kind of a weird plot hole in my mind. And then that just led them to the whole, you know, big blow up explosion scene, which I think was necessary, right? To get them out of Geronimo and moving on to the next act. Um, But I don't know. It it felt kind of like a convoluted way to get there to me. Um, I'm not so sure about that. Like I, right. I think that kind of just plays into how irrational that character is. Right. He's just so I mean, he you know, like he's kind of by like he's talking about like the ants. Right. And he's just really doing it to kind of tear down the camp to get like those guys to leave. But then you're starting to think, like, does he really think there's like a problem with ants? And he starts like destroying all this shit. Um, but. Oh, shit, I kind of lost my thought there. When I was no, I, I guess I never thought that he was like actually believed it. It just felt like a, a fruitless attempt to try to get them to go. But like from the jump, it was pretty obvious that they didn't give two shits. They live; they've been living in the jungle for how long? They don't care about ants. Yeah, uh, what I was gonna say though, I feel like that really like kind of plays on. into that character though. Like he's, um, right, just kind of how irrational he is, and that sure. he thinks like kind of doing these things will get them to leave, and then he can kind of continue on with his little utopia that he's building in the middle of nowhere. Because he's convinced that there's going to be a nuclear war, <laughs> and yeah. they're going to be like. But see, is he actually convinced there's going to be a nuclear war? I, he didn't really mention that until he was trying to convince his kids to stay. Right? Yeah, that was never that... one of his reasonings, was it? When Have he was you like, ever, like you, Brett, you kind of grew up in like a, or I don't know if you did or not, like in a rural area, right? You ever like talk to like a lot of farmers or like kids of farmers that talk about you know like they're all kind of anti-government. And that's what this, sure, like, yeah. that's what this, I mean, I've worked with this guy. I've worked with lots of guys like this. And I don't know, Jamie, if you kind of came across guys like this too, when you worked in the rail yards, you know, like you oh, come yeah. across like kind of hard working people, like working class, but then you get like the, there's like a little bit of the crazy co- that comes out. Oh, and like you, they're like legit concerns, right? But then it starts getting really like crazy and kind of conspiracy theory. Then like today you're just like, oh yeah, they're that's like <laughs> you know, that's like the the mega people now, you know, for the most part. But I don't know. I feel like I kind of knew this this guy. <laughs> well, and I think it's his Aversion. pride. 
that won't, yeah. you know, like that's why he wouldn't ditch yeah. the camp because he's been making the wrong decision for his family. You know, that that would be the right decision for his family, but he's been making the wrong decision for his family to keep them safe, like the entire movie. Yeah. So I think that's probably why he can't just dip out and go. But at the same time, it's like he almost doesn't really give two shits about his family. They're just kind of part of like his, um, what do you call it? Like this kind of romanticized idea of being this like alpha male and surviving in the wild kind of thing. Like I don't need technology. I don't need all these like other inventions of man to distract me from life kind of thing. I don't know. That's that kind of threw me out of it too, man. Bringing kids into the jungle with no uh, antibiotics or no penicillin, no band aids. Like, come <laughs> on, one of those kids had to have gotten scratched up and had an infection. Nature's come on. nature's band aid. I thought the same. Cauterize it. <laughs> well, you stay there and you drink the water for a week. And, right. You know that's that's all it takes. Mm. Yeah. I'll clean yeah. you out. It just, I don't know. It seemed just so darn unbelievable. And maybe I'm not giving it enough credit, but to go from like civilized society where you go to the store to buy your groceries and now you go to the jungle and you have to like live. Like, I, I don't think people, happens all the time. I don't think anyone, I don't know, man. I don't think it does. Yeah, it does. Like, people, these are the ideas. This is how you get like the, um, Hold on, but you when know, you say it happens you get, all the time, like, I mean, people go do that and then die in the jungle all the time, right? Because the yeah, people, people that okay, you got I mean, people if you're that like that they all go die. Then yeah, I believe you. That happens all the time because I don't think people actually, I don't think most people have the the wherewithal and skills to go live out and rough it by themselves. I don't, and I I've even gone camping and shit. No, because a lot of no, this happens all the time. This you see this happen with people like going out and like I'm gonna go like on a um, walkabout or something, then it's like they want to actually do it for like their uh, Instagram profile. Then they fucking go missing. Then we find out that they're eaten by a bear or some shit like that. Okay. Then the, yeah, a thousand percent that happens. But what I'm saying is it's unbelievable that they even survived as long as they did without being eaten or one of the kids dying. Like the fact that they all survived and then he gets shot at the end is probably the most unbelievable part of the whole thing. One of those kids probably would have died. I mean, shit, he was having him ride in a separate little canoe back behind their boat. Like he clearly didn't give two shits about yeah, those kids. So I'm surprised they survived that long. Yeah. People have done, like, if you, I was just kind of thinking too of like Jonestown, right? You get a group of people that go somewhere. You can like live out a plot on a plot of land somewhere. Right. If you get enough. Yeah. People, but that's like, Jonestown versus a, you know, one family. Right. There's only, right. and they didn't even, there was never any, um, uh, uh, like, natural issues other than weather right there were no poisonous uh, animals or bugs that they dealt with and that's absolutely something they would have had to have been worried about especially with kids running around right right yeah i don't know sorry if i'm just being a naysayer today i feel it's a uh, opposite of my my go-to personality well no it, i i guess i i take your points casey because i thought about the water thing it, it didn't bother me in the grand scheme of things but the one thing that did the what the plot hole for me was the Helen Mirren of it all. I was like, why is she with this dude? You know, what am I, was it just the eighties? Was it just, you know, you don't divorce your husband in the jungle. Like it takes a lot for her to finally flip a switch and say, I got to get my family out of here. I don't know. I feel like that was not ever very well fleshed out like their marriage or relationship. And she was like into it. 
it, it seemed like she was down the whole time until she wasn't. It wasn't just that she was like following him. She was like looking up to him still like right. up until she wasn't, you know? Yeah. And there was the other like group too, right? It was kind of like this, um, like religious, uh, the mission was, group, the, the church mission group. group. Yeah. The reverend's kinda, family, right? It was his yeah, family. Yeah. And the thing, the thing I loved about that, that reverend is like later when, um, it's like towards the end of the film when it gets kind of weird. Cause like you hear like the music and it's like the, they're like, is that, is that the angel's mommy or whatever? And, uh, I didn't remember this part and I was like, Oh, it's going to get really weird. But then they come across that, um, other mission group and they, they go into that house and you see that they're actually watching that guy, that preacher, like on like a recorded video. So he's like not even there anymore. Well, so the in, when they were on the way there, and the it was also a very weird scene. The like daughter of the pastor talking to the oldest son. Oh yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> she she said that they have two churches, one in in like San Diego or whatever, and one here. So that was their like mission church, right? That they were going to visit, and they must have been gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they got there. But yeah. anyways, back to the the reason that was a weird scene. Cause she says as she walks away, I think about you when I pee, which like I get the connotation, but is that like how you, girls hit on guys? Is that what they tell them? That was weird. Well, I mean, maybe when your dad's like a, a preacher slash religious fanatic, evangel evangelist, I, I meant to say, but you know, Probably, they probably don't talk about sex a lot. So he's like, yeah, I think about you and I pee. I, <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing, bud. I got nothing. <laughs> I, <on> like, <laughs> I, 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 I hear you. <laughs> and also, like, I understand that that's how it had to end, right? Homeboy shooting him. But that, that scene kind of felt weird, too, like. He clearly, I mean, did he shoot him because he knew who he was? I suppose he blamed him for starting the fire. That just seems so brutal. Like, oh, I'm going to shoot this dude in the jungle. Like, he recognized him, then shot him. Like, I think they specifically showed him seeing him, recognizing who it was, and then shooting. Yeah, I think he just took his shot. I think he knew that that guy was, well, he obviously didn't like him from the jump. Yeah, he, he caused some problems. He was like, "I there's so much chaos, I can get away with this. I'm gonna do it." And, oh, actually, you know what? Let, let's talk about that too. That seems a little out of character, like for for Allie to go just start a fire. Like he's was he really that vindictive to just start that fire? That felt kind of strange to me as well. Because most everything else he did in the movie had a legit motivation like we need to advance we need to keep going forward but that was specifically like vindictive that there was no means to that right other than just to be an asshole yeah that's true that's the one time where he yeah he breaks um his whatever his mystique of holier than thou and just yeah does something petty yeah and he'd already stolen shit which you could argue could be you know, construed as petty of some kind, but you could also argue that they needed it to survive. And so he was doing what he had to do to survive, but he certainly didn't have to start that fire to survive. That didn't help him in any way. Right. But then he, then he wanted to burn that down because he was kind of like 
the idea of like this mission was kind of built on. I don't know. I can't really explain why I'm trying to go here with this, but. Oh, because he did. He did. He didn't. Um, because he didn't really like that guy to begin with, you know. Right. That family. But yeah, I I bet that was in there too. Because yeah, they have their back and forth with the Bible. He's schooling him on Bible verses, and that was I know that was interesting too. Their little exchange. Oh yeah, kind of correcting them or yeah yeah. Yeah, when somebody starts shouting Bible verses to me, I, I um, stop talking to them and I walk away very quickly. <laughs> you don't correct them? No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You can tell. You can make any up any verse you want. I, I believe you. I'm just not going to have a conversation about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only know the greatest hits. <laughs> the greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, shoot, now I know how to get you to walk away if I'm ever just sick of you. Yeah. Oh, John, John did you know in, in Leviticus <laughs> 5, verse 13? The path of the righteous man is a beset. Wait, is that publication? Of the tyranny or something of evil men. Blessed is thee. I don't know. Our song. <laughs> I'll say that wasn't one of the Psalms, Garcon. Mm. No, no. So I don't know, man. I think if I were to give this a score, I like I said, the acting was it was well acted. Uh, my only qualms were really just some of the, the I guess the the underlying kind of just story. I thought was a little. I wasn't really into it as much. Um, I think Can if I, I had to letterbox this, it was probably a two or two and a half. Ooh, what? Yeah, probably two and a half. I think two is too low. I'm probably just under a three. Cause like I said, good acting, but man, like I would say it's three. gonna keep me. A three star for me is like a good. A four would but see, be I don't, great. But that's where I'm but, stuck. Like I don't yeah. think I would watch this again. Well, yeah, I wouldn't and watch. I can't tell if that's like, you know, I will never watch Requiem for a Dream again, but that was it, you know, I'd rate that higher than a three because of its uh, you know, yeah. what it does and how what it emotions it evokes that's what i'm not sure if like i won't watch this again because i didn't like it or because it was something like that you know that mm. i don't need to see it again what about you jamie i think so for me i think it's like a three and a half i i really i i was surprised by how much i enjoyed it it which is i don't know if enjoyed is the right word but i let's say captivated that's a better word i was more captivated by this movie i liked that it was um uh, you know, like I said, the conflict that you're wrestling with back and forth, you know, this guy's a dick, but it like, is it going to be worth it if he can at least help these people a little bit? And then it is. And then it's suddenly not because he's awful. Oh yeah. Turns out he's awful. Okay. And then, you know, like I said, I was hoping for the kids to make it out of there. Um, and I, I never think this about movies, but like, oh man, I wish this was a TV series. You know, I wish this was an eight episode thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And this one, I was like, Oh, actually I, I would like a little bit more here. You know, they could flesh this out a bit more and, you know, go mm. a little bit further. So I, I kind of, yeah, I, I was pumped to see that they do have that series. So I might check it out. Yeah. I had Make zero. Sure watch it when you're done with Mando. Yeah. <laughs> <through> Mando. <laughs> I had zero interest in watching the series, but now going back and watching this again, I kind of feel 
like this, like if this were to be fleshed out and that I kind of want to just check out that series. It has, uh, what's his name? Justin Thoreau. Yeah. He's, oh, uh, you weren't here for this. Oh. He, his, uh, uncle wrote the novel that this movie's based off of. We figured that out in the first. Oh, yeah. Round. Yeah. Looking at the wiki here. Yeah. And speaking of director quick too, this is the same director that did, um, dead poet society in the Truman show. Oh yeah. That's right. Peter Weir. Yeah. Those are both great movies, by the way. I haven't seen dead poets. I this love that movie. Crazy. Looks like a movie. You've never seen dead poets. We should do that. I haven't we seen it in a long time. It's a good no. one. We should do three Robin Williams in a row or something. Oh, I'm down. <clears throat> the Robins row. The Robins three yeah. in a row. Yeah. Three in a row for Williams. Robin. Three in a row for Robin. Yeah. Well, is that it? Is that going to take us to the listener feedback? Oh, really? I don't know where. Let's see. He says, um, from Artemis said Fred 687 at hotmail.com. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Since this is the closest movie to Jamie's beloved Survivor, <laughs> okay, if Jamie could make a perfect reality show, what would it involve? Great question. Oh, Great. my God. Um, okay, so they're on an island, a la Survivor, but um, they're, they have to bake a cake. Uh, it's it's Milf Cake Island. <laughs> I don't know. Milf Cake Island. <laughs> Milf it has Cake. To be a cake so wow. But it has to be like a, a some sort of erotic cake. Yeah, yes. Like Only a, like if like Paul classic, Hollywood eats like it. The classic boobs cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul Hollywood <laughs> judging erotic cakes on an island. That's and the good. loser. And the loser dies. <laughs> the loser dies. They sacrifice Jesus. the loser to the volcano. <laughs> all right uh what's this next one here uh tom thanks 99 at yahoo.com topic this week is mosquito coast with helen mirren and harrison ford what in your opinion are your favorite movies those actors are involved in that aren't a franchise oh boy let's see uh i do know this was one of harrison ford's favorite roles um, like if you asked him, he would say that. I think he yeah. liked, yeah, just diving into the role and the character. I'm trying to think what I'm trying to think what other Harrison Ford movies I like or um, Witness. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's a, a franchise or a series. Um, no, same director came out the year before this movie. I think. Yeah. Oh, Blade Runner just became a franchise damn it yeah otherwise i would say that yeah i'll go with witness that's a good movie now what's the other one the um what's the one about the story where like the man is like they're chasing him down like the entire movie fugitive fugitive that's the only one i could think of cool these are great questions what's the other one uh Real at Reels Problems 69. <laughs> Did you ever have an invention idea that you wish you could make happen? Or maybe a shitty middle school project you came up with? Yes. Did you ever watch the Nickelodeon show 
Oh man, it was a game show. Double Dare. Where the no that the, there was like a panel oh. of celebrities from Nickelodeon shows, and they would have kids on who either had like a talent or an invention, and they like had to guess what it was, and if they didn't mm. guess, the kid would win prizes. Fuck, oh, what was that show called? No. Hosted oh, by no. Summer Sanders, the uh, skier. Right, was that oh, Summer, Summer Sanders, Sanders, the Olympics, right? The Olympic skier and sports commentator. What was that show called? It wasn't What Would You Was it What Would You Do? It's not What Would You Do. Hold on, oh, I got it almost, right here. Yeah, what was it? Come on. Where are you at, I'm Nickelodeon? Do the magic Google machine. I'm on it and I can't find it. What? Um Talent. Nickelodeon. Show. Here we go. Figure, figure it, it out. out. Yeah. yeah so I was as a kid, Super I wanted here. Yeah, I wanted so bad to get on figure it out. And so I kept trying to think of an invention. And the only mm. invention I ever came up with that would maybe have been something to invent was like a portable fishing rod that was made in such a way that it was like beads that you then pulled a string to make it tight and that would uh, give tension to make like a rod and a handle. But, you know, I was like eight years old and couldn't figure out the, the actual logistics of it. So, but that was the invention I came up with was somehow to make a pocket fishing rod only so that I could get on this game show because, God dang it, I wanted to win an N64. God, you can make it like a pocket fishing rod out of like an antenna. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I probably could have done that, but I wasn't yeah. smart enough back then. I was a dopey, dumb little kid. So, <laughs> I was outside burning ants with my magnifying glass. Shit, you could have <laughs> been on the show for that. Yeah. Jamie, did you have an invention? No, that's a good one though, Casey. I, I think you could actually sell that today. You would. Well, would you do it for an N sixty four now? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. The one I got in my basement doesn't work no more. I know. I got controllers, but no console. Oh, I know. I'll go a, steal James's. There you go. I I do not have one though. I um no, I was never. I never had that part of my brain. The engineer, um, inventor. Wish I did. Chad, did you have one? No, I don't think so. I would just come up with dumb ideas like, what if they made a intercontinental ballistic missile with nuclear warheads, but it was made with stealth technology? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm That's scary. Not an inventor, yeah. But... Figure it out. I'm so glad we got there. Figure it out. That was one of my fave shows. It was always fun. Yeah. Me I yeah, we watch that all the time. There was the yeah, there was the a round where they had a secret word that no one could say, and if one of the people on the panel said it, they'd get slimed. Oh, they slimed everyone. That's right. Dude, slime all over the place. I love the 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 slime show for me for Nickelodeon was like in the beginning with um you can't do that in television. Oh God, what a good show! That, that, show, that show is so good. Is epic. And when you go back and like watch clips of it on YouTube now, you're just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how they got away with that. Shit. Oh my God! Like the firing squad scenes. Oh yeah. my God! Just... Well, then they, they had a recurring sketch of like prisoners hanging on a wall, right? Like yeah, like they would talk in bins and then get assassinated. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're in like with like the shackles. Yeah, the shackles. That was like it a was recurring. Like the, bit. Uh, it was like the uh, he, the commander guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just interview, like interrogating different prisoners. Yeah, 
It's like SNL for kids. It was awesome. On <laughs> yeah, there crack was that, and then they would do the one where they were tied to like the pole, and then they would get assassinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Killing kids. So many dead kids on that show. And then what was barf. this called? You can't do that on television. Oh, I missed that one. Okay. And there were. Oh, uh, it was so good. Yeah. That's where the slime was invented. They would like slime people who did something they weren't supposed to do on television. Yeah. There, there was a documentary about it on um, Hulu, I think. Oh, I want to go watch last that. Last year or the year before. But yeah, that was, uh, that was prime Nickelodeon. Actually, that was all, the only thing you used to watch Nickelodeon for was that pretty much. That and like Double Dare and Turkey TV. Oh yeah, Double Dare, so good. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, where we where we had Nickelodeon. It was like Nickelodeon was on for like the first half of the day, then like around like four o'clock, it would switch to MTV. Mm-hmm. But, cool. All right, thank you for listening to this chaotic episode <laughs> of Movie Time Machine. If you want to give us some feedback on this episode or some comments or some more listener feedback, um, just go to the links in the podcast description. Uh, you can leave it there, leave a message as well. You can also follow us on Twitter if that exists anymore. Thank yeah. you, Elon Musk. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.